Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States, but it's Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner. <laughs> That's not what people call it. People are fired up for another Top Cat Corner. It's been a while. People have been asking, where's Top Cat at? Where are his takes? Like, I'm writing them down. I'm getting ready for the people. And uh, this is an opportunity to spread them abroad. Where's Poochie? How many people do you think have actually asked you? Like, I get the tweets all the time about it. What's all the time? I don't know. Semi-frequently. I don't know. I don't keep a running tally of them, but it happens quite a bit. Like, like hey, Top Cat, when's the next corner? Hey, Top Cat, when did you come out with some more takes? And I'm like, listen, I know. I'm saving them up. Don't worry. If we had to put an over-under on people since Jan, uh, let's say the last month, that have called Tim Topcat on Twitter, what would you set the over-under at, Garion? Are we counting his burner accounts? Uh, no, we will not count his burner accounts. I would set the over-under at one and a half, and I would still take the under. So, Tim, what do you think it is? Uh, it's dozens, and I, uh, I don't retweet everyone who does it, but I have been retweeting a lot of people have been, who have been doing it. How many of them are said to you in a very mocking yeah, fashion? I was going to say, sarcastic? Does, does that Well, count? I can't read the tone. I just, uh, you know, assume people are, are saying things positively. The oh, internet yeah. is not for its negativity. Yeah, see, it's people like when egregious takes happen, it's like, care to weigh in, Top Cat. So we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people have called him Top Cat okay. in the last month. Most of them are pretty mocking. Yeah, I really should have... I really should have factored that in. That's on me. Yeah. So what did, what did Tim say? Like 300 or something? Uh, dozens upon dozens, so I believe. It was not was dozens term. upon dozens. It was 10. So Tim living, in, living his truth once again. Who cares about real numbers? But this show is all about Tim and the stuff that he wants to talk about. It's been a while, like you mentioned, since we've actually done a cuss corner. So Tim has a long list of grievances that he has with people in certain things. So Tim, number one on your list that you want to talk about, what is it? Several weeks ago, there was this grid that came out on Twitter, and I expressed an opinion about it, about the proper way to toast your bread. Oh, God. And I took such heat for this, and I just want to say those people are out of their, their minds. My take is 100% correct. I, I mean, it, you want your toast well and thoroughly toasted. And I don't know these people who want just like wilted bread that barely has any grill marks on it. You want it so it's almost black, because if it isn't, then it isn't strong enough to hold all the various condiments and spreads I intend to put on my toast. So I, I expressed a very, a very you know, reasonable opinion. There's a grid. I picked a number, and I just took absolute heat for it, and I have no idea as to why. I mean, it's in there as an option because there are many of us who, who like their toast uh, well-cooked. It's the same with, you know, there was a bacon grid a couple of days later, and I like my bacon almost burned black for that exact reason. Oh. I want it firm and strong, and, you know, that way it holds condiments well, if that's what you want. And I, I just don't understand these people who want like floppy bacon and toast that might as well just as well be called bread. See, crisp bacon yeah. is one thing. Crisp yeah. bacon is fantastic. I think everyone's kind of on board with crisp bacon. But I would rather lean towards less crispy than over crispy. Because I don't like to take a bite of bacon and like just shatters, shatters in into a hundred yeah. pieces. Like that's ridiculous. That's how you're talking about your bacon and the toast. I thing. like it like that. You, it's you, like you're, french you're, fries. I don't I like them double fried. Okay, but double fried is different than frying to the point where you can't even taste the potato anymore. I almost want to be able to see through them. 
It'd be Ugh. like biting into a French fry and it like explodes like. Why glass don't you just eat a mouth. bag of potato chips? It's that's basically what you're asking for. No, but I, I think that these positions are one that that there are there are tons of us who like well cooked. Stop stuff preferring like this. to this crowd of people that you see around you. You you have it's no evidence. For a reason. Yeah, so is so is chaotic bad. Like you have to give the end of the spectrum. And I wasn't even close to the end of the toast spectrum, for you're, example. Not even close. I mean, I'm trying to find this. How many, I can't remember how many letters and how many numbers there were, but I feel so like it was. Well, I think it went to J and it went to ten. Okay. So toast pitcher is that what I'm typing in here? What, what to- would I toast battleship grid? I don't know. What, what would I be looking up? Here? Toast spectrum. Toast toast spectrum is pretty good. Oh, he's got a lot of cinnamon toast crunch that people are tweeting about at the moment. I, I just remember the one that you pick was like aggressively burnt toast yeah it's like you wanted to make sure that you weren't having an aneurysm so you had to have burnt toast at all times here's a quick was it is it an aneurysm you smell when you get burnt toast or seizure Remember yeah i can, believe it was a seizure i think it's a seizure the canadian heritage minute yeah, oh, i yeah. smell burnt toast it's that like, oh. that one was the weirdest one amazon by far so tim just has that feeling at all times i guess like no I, like i think everyone's on board with you want your toast browned you want it to be firm, but there's, again, there's a large, large spectrum of toast between that and I like it blackened. Yeah, why, why would I want my Cajun toast Cajun toast. Why would I want my toast overcooked? This is back to you when you said, like, well done is yeah, how you eat steak. that's not a good Like, call. it's just very clear from all of this that you have no taste yeah, buds. or that you just can't cook. And you've accepted these things because you never learned how to cook. And you overcook everything. And you're just like, yeah, this is what I like because I've been eating it this way for 15 years. On that point, Tim, what was can that thing? T- t- can what, Tim tell time? Uh, Tim can probably tell time. He has, okay. a, he has a digital clock. Right. Okay. He has a Timex. It, it has Indigo feature too. He loves that in the dark. Thinks it's pretty cool. But what was that thing you were going to make, Tim? The Alaskan what? Called Baked Alaska. All right. Can you walk us through what you did to make that the last time? So I had never made Baked Alaska. But essentially, Baked Alaska is cake, ice cream, and then covered in like a meringue that gets like torched. Uh, so it was like singed. So I had never made any of those component parts before, let alone, the, but I decided I was going to try to make it. And so I made the cake first and I put it in one of those spring pans because that would be easier to get it out. And I tried to cut it as soon as it came out of the oven because I figured the hotter it was, the easier it would be to slice through. But the problem is it cut into two, like it didn't hold its shape well enough. So then I threw it in the freezer to try to you know salvage what I could, pulled it out. And then the ice cream, I bought some in Canada, there's this stuff called Chapman's ice cream that comes in bricks. I thought that would be the most effective way to like slice the ice cream into pieces. So I bought the bricks and I sliced it into slices and then jammed it all together so that it looked like a cake, but I didn't really care because I was going to cover it in a cream anyway, but I didn't know how to make meringue. So I tried to use Cool Whip instead. And then I used, I didn't also have one of these pastry torches. So I tried to use a barbecue lighter to singe the cream and all that did was melt the cream. And anyway, it turned into an absolute debacle. The way that you described it to us is that you made, what was it, baked Alaskan soup. That, it was, yeah, it was like a trifle at the end. It was just a smash up of vanilla cake and uh, vanilla ice cream and some, some Cool Whip. Now I, you, was not, I was, not, was not proud of it. As you probably shouldn't be, but you said you're going to attempt to make this again, yet it's never come to fruition. Well, no, because I need one of those pastry torches and I haven't got one. Why don't you just go buy one? 
Uh, I'd rather I don't want to buy one because who knows next time I'm going to use it and I just don't I, want to buy one if I'm not going to use it for a while. I'll agree with Tim on this one. That seems like a frivolous expense. And Tim's richy rich in these days. Oh, that's true. He works for the government. Yeah, he's just, he's super rich. He's not spending his money on anything. He wants Game of Thrones to spend their money on their budget, but Tim wants to hoard all of his money. He's talking a big game about making this thing. And you need to have the torch to do it. Go and buy the torch. Was it like 20 bucks? I, I honestly don't know what it costs. Oh, you got to at least look into it. I found the toast grid, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so did I. It's funny enough, I found the same thing. All right. So I, I think reasonable people are looking at like 4E. 5E is pretty good. So where are you on the spectrum? You should probably put this in like the show notes so I, that I, people can I, I, I'm just going to put up the graphic, Tim. Thank you. I don't know how to produce my own show. Wow. I mean, it is Top Cat Corner. It is his show. Yeah. He's just. This is all just occurring to him now. Yeah. Well, the rundown's in his head. It's yeah. okay. I believe I chose 8G. 8G. All right, let's see this here. Eight. Oh my God. 8G. Like yeah. So not completely black. You still have brown around the edges. Look at this nonsense. 8G. Oh, that's ridiculous. That's like I don't know how to use the settings on my toaster. It just got left. No. Into I, I, yeah. That's that's you're like when you put the first. Times. You know when you're doing like multiple sets. Maybe you're like cooking breakfast for a bunch of people, and you kind of forget Was that, that done? the first two slices of toast aren't going to be as well done is the next two because the toaster got to heat up first. Mm -hmm. That's like when you keep it on the max setting and you get the ones you like the first time. And then this next time you're like, ah, I forgot it was already like hot. That, that looks like something that would set off a smoke detector. Oh, a hundred percent. No, that, that, that's not nearly as bad as many of the others. Yeah. In that grid. You, you mean the ones that are like completely inedible because they would just be as hard as a rock? Yeah. This I, is, I, can, I, like, I like harder bread. We're at like four or five E to G range is is where you really want to be yeah i feel like that's I, and is you said that people really spoke out against this right tim oh yeah people went nuts about me talking about that but they, because apparently they like plain bread as toast i mean the more toasted it is the more robust it is when it holds the marmalade and the peanut butter and all the other stuff i want to put on my toast like i, I don't even know how you could eat that easily like very no, it would not be easy. I can tell you that by the way, that, by the amount that this flavor. is burned, you cannot eat that easily. It has a stronger flavor too. It's, it's it is the way to go. Yeah. It, it tastes like burning. <laughs> like it has, like burnt has one taste, and yeah. that's it. It's a strong taste. You're right in that aspect. That's just a horrible. Yeah, it's not good. I, I worry about your taste buds if this is. Well, I like it, and I wasn't. And by the way, I didn't try to say that like it's the way that everyone else should like it. I just said, you I, said, you said a the majority of people. No, I said same. many people. Okay, fine. You said many you took a lot, like a lot of heat, and those people are crazy. Well, no, they're crazy for for giving me heat about it. Okay, they don't like it that way. That's fine. They don't have to. I don't know why they needed to feel like they had to take a whack at me just because I like my toast. Uh, more well done. That's what this show is. And it's like having, I mean, and, and if, like, you're, if you're going to throw it, put it this way, if you're, if you're going well to throw that out on Twitter, that this is the type of toast that you like, the preferred method of toast that you would like to consume at any time of day, the morning, the evening, whenever you want some marmalade and toast in your tin, uh, people are going to question that because it just, I mean, yes, you're an insane person, but what if people don't know that? Then they have real questions. And I think that's where we come in. I did not expect the reaction that I got, put it that way. I expected it just sort of people would shrug and say, oh, well, I, I prefer this or you're on the mark about that top cat or something. Yeah, that's so you would, you were expecting it to go just as every single other Twitter thing you you retweet goes. You were, thought it'd be real neutral reaction where, where no well, one I, really I picks a side. Like if I had said something like 9J, 
or you know ij okay fine then that would have been it's all know, black they all look yeah burnt. They, they, they all look about the same well to the uninitiated but if you've got you know a subtle ability to appreciate that it's more well done in the center and that it's rare on the outside and that it's, again as a someone who has I'm like sorry, did a, you get a, high very, did you get high res individual photos of each one of these slices of toast they look they all look the same well that's because but see someone like me who has a really well-developed palette can tell the difference and therefore did has you lick your phone screen what are you talking about I give had I mean, we've all had toast in many different ways and I can just tell by looking at it what they're going to taste like It's just really sad. Yeah. Like you realize that if you did have a developed palate, the more undercooked, generally speaking, things are, the more flavorful that they would be. Sometimes. Or, no, sometimes. or oh, your oh, palate oh, would appreciate. A, a strong majority of the time. Or it would just appreciate the subtleties of flavor and then you wouldn't need everything overcooked for the strongness of the burnt flavor. Well, I disagree. All right. Okay. All right. So that, that was horrible. Next. What would he got next? Uh, what's the next thing I have? Uh, well, we'll, we'll take a, a deviation away from food for a moment because this is something that happened weeks ago, but we still, I still haven't had a chance to talk about it. And it really, really bothered me was many months ago when that Fortnite had that concert that allegedly over a million people quote unquote attended on, on the Fortnite game, but like no one actually attended anything. They didn't leave their basement. They didn't go to some park to see a concert. No one went to it. It was just music that was being quote unquote played on a video game system. And like, that's not a party. That's not going out to anything. And like people were talking about, oh, millions attended this Fortnite concert. No, nobody attended anything. That was all craziness. I can, I can get behind the semantics of this take. I, I that just, you've I, spent any time thinking about it is is maybe clinically insane, but uh, sure. From a sem- from a semantic point of view, you are correct. No one physically attended that concert. Okay, well, I just wanted to get that on the record that 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 the people do not, and that is becoming a cultural phenomenon. That people think they're going or doing things when they're not actually going or doing anything. Well, they are doing something. They've they've actively logged in to go hang at this concert with all their friends. Yeah, I mean, they aren't hanging with anybody. But there, this is how home. Tim, this is how people hang out these days. It's all online. This is how they're doing it. I mean, you're no, just at home no, by no, yourself no, no, no. doing nothing. And no, you can at least they're, engage they're, with people. No, no. There's a small sliver of people who are very online and plugged into that. But most people are not like that. Yeah, but the, the, the millions people, of people that attended this Fortnite concert seem to be They some didn't of these attend people. anything. So they wait, so wait. So once, to, to back up, as, as we always seem to do at least once an episode here on Top Cat Corner... <laughs> Um, let's, let's go back in time and rehash an old take and see how it lines up with this take. So right now your problem is that people stayed at home to attend a concert, yet they still heard music and still got to interact with their friends. So essentially they got a night out, but they got to stay in from the comfort of their own home and experience all of that. But once again, you hate board game restaurants because you'd rather stay home, experience the same thing that you could do going out and not spend the money. So these people have now taken the concert going experience and made it staying home and not going to a board game restaurant. And you are now anti that sentiment. Not quite. I'll say why I think that's slightly off the mark is that I, I said it with the board games that I thought it's a good idea to go over to friends' houses and stuff like that, just not to be in the showiness of some bar where you can get some boozy drink and pretend like you're a big man playing Stratego uh, in front of a bunch of people. Like, 
that that so that's slightly different than the position I'm taking here, which is that these people didn't attend anything. There's no there's no social capital being built here. Uh, there's you know th this is that this is that whole bowling alone stuff. Like there's nothing. There's something sad Wait, about it. Did you say bowling alone? Yeah, it's like there's a famous book by a guy, guy named Putnam who talked about social capital and that nobody bowls alone, but we, we, we're now, seeing this develop. Now, I've actually gone bowling by myself before. How's that? Hey, I just want to get better at bowling. I, I guess, feel like the more I'm not like Daniel Day Lewis at the end of There Will Be Blood. I just have a bowling alley. I guess it's no different than if you went to like the batting cage or the driving by range by yeah, yourself. That's true. Hey, it's just I a more couple hours to kill. I guess bowling is just viewed as a more social. It's like sure. I like prefer person, to right? go bowling. It's, yeah. a, it's like going to the movies by yourself. I go to the movies by yeah, myself. Yeah, I think it's a little different, though. Is it? I feel like why there's, there's, is, more, of a, there's more of a social aspect to bowling in a group. Like, you can talk as you bowl. If you're going to see a movie, once the movie starts. Sure, but I was only there for the purposes of getting Yeah, no, that's bowling. fine. I just think there's more social opportunities during bowling. That's true. So there we go. But I don't know. I don't see what the big problem is. No, I think it's, it's fine. It's not that it's a problem. You, you seem to be rather triggered about it. No, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not. I'm just annoyed by people using language such as attend and participate and hang out when none of those words are applicable to that situation. And it's sort of scary that like we start to it's, think about our scary, lives. scary, is it? So how about yeah. this? How about every Sunday uh, when I lived here and you lived in a different place, you used to Skype in with all of our friends from around the country and even some people overseas and we'd watch football Sunday together. I would consider that hanging out. We certainly didn't att attend anything or go anywhere. We weren't doing anything. We were. We were watching, watching the games football, and we yeah. were talking. We were hanging out. I would consider us hanging out right now. Yeah, this is what we're doing. We're hanging. You two are hanging out. I'm calling in. No, this, this is the only you time get I get up to see and you. go somewhere and come into a studio and participate in this. I haven't had to leave my room. So you would like, say, despite the, the fact thing, that I've known you for like seven years... Under these qualifications, we've hung out like three times. In a technical sense, yes. We've I'm had many hurt. conversations. Tim doesn't value I'm, your friendship. I'm hurt. You're a fake online friend. We've had many conversations, but to I mean, it oh. seems like all the participants have to like put in the same type of effort in terms of mobility and going somewhere. And like, I haven't had to put in any effort except for come up with topics that people need to hear about. Or yeah. you guys had to get up and come in, all that kind of stuff. I mean, we, we could do this from home. I could do this from home. It just yeah. wouldn't look as good or sound as good. That's why we come in here. But it's no different than me just being at my house on the phone and have Paul record it from somewhere, Gary and at his house. Like, it's all the same thing. We're just hanging. But my point went back to when we use language like attended. I, I don't see why it's so why, why it's such a big deal. To, why, yeah. why is this scary for the future? This it's is not a, a big deal. This is, how, this is how people now go about things. This is what I'm concerned about. Like that. Well, that you barely leave your fucking house anyway. What's the difference? I leave all the time. You, you go to work and you come back. You couldn't go to the gym last night because it was too late. Like was the mall. I'm not too. going at late hours. That's foolishness. You I, know who goes to the gym at late hours? I do. But you know who? Like if I sometimes I'll go after work on a Friday. I hit the gym around like six thirty seven. Uh, you know who you see at the gym at seven o'clock on a Friday? People who are in shape. Really? Yes. Because I, I find sometimes, I, I think it's like the case of the extremes. I think there are people who are like, when you're out of shape and go to the gym, sometimes you want to find the early in the morning. Hours. That's, that's, that's very too. early in the morning. The more out of shape people, like 5 a.m., 6 a.m. Interesting. When okay. you see the people at like at, in the evening, especially if it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's just people are committed to the craft? They're committed not only to the craft, but you see a lot of people who are in like really good shape go and get like a quick pump in. So they look very vascular when they uh, go out in their shirts. That's, 
That's I mean, a good idea. I've done that before, so I know. Um, but yeah, and I'm not quite you know on the same level of jacked as these people are. In fact, I'm not really jacked whatsoever. There's but I need a, to get those veins coming if I want to look good in my shirt. There's a great. I know you've you've said many times about the the actual importance of going or the, or the difference in terms of going in the morning versus going at night. But there is a nice freedom. Like there's a 24 hour uh, gym in uh, one of the neighborhoods I live close to, and if you show up at like midnight. There's no one there. Oh, it's, it's great. It's yeah. amazing. You, you get you can just do you, you can walk do around combinations you want. Yeah. You, there's no one talks I'll tell you to you. Who I don't like are the people that try to do like the multi like combination of machines or whatever they're doing. Is there? I think it's surprised when someone cuts it. It's yeah. at like noon when yeah. the gym is the most packed and like people like hopping on their machines because no one's using them and they like yeah. have a meltdown. Yeah. Sounds like something Tim would do. No, I wouldn't. It seems like you would have a meltdown if someone started using. I prefer one. the you, I prefer the earlier mornings personally. Do you ever let people work in on a machine or bench that you're using? I don't know what you mean by that. I mean, like if, if someone using, came up to you is like, "How many sets on this particular machine do you have left?" And if you say like two, and they say, "Oh, I can't wait that long," could I work? Could we go it. back and forth on this? Yeah, like, no, wait, I would not be able. I don't know that I'd be able to do that. Like my machine is, I'm on it till I'm off of it, sort of thing, and then when I'm off of it, it's yours. I can get yeah, behind I, I, have no... I, I tend to let people work in because yeah. sometimes like... The... I'd prefer to have it just be my own. Sure, but... the, the bench is a big thing. Like, if you get to the bench, like the bench is always very crowded. Yeah. People love doing the old bench. Yeah. That It has to be a similar weight. That's the one thing that I don't like when people work in and then they, like, yeah, then they either to... add like 90 pounds or take off 90 pounds. Yes. It's like, at least work in with someone who's like around what you're doing. Machine's easy. Just pull out the plug, put it in the new one, go about your way. And then you just yeah. put it back bench, when you're bench done. Bench would be different, though. But bench, yeah, it, it actually takes time to take the weights off, put the weights on. Anyway, I don't know how we got on the gym about that. Oh, yeah, in the evenings. Yeah. I like the late afternoon because you want to miss the people who are going right after work, but you also want to miss the people that go right at, like, on their lunch break. So I find between, like, 1.30 p.m. and 4.30 p.m. is, like, that a is good sweet, sweet spot, spot of yeah. going to work out. That's true. But, Tim, you go before yeah. work? I, I, yeah, I prefer earlier in the mornings. I actually think it's better. It's a better way to start your day, right? It gets you, it, it is obviously the best time to go physically. And it also is the best, just it gives you sort of orientation. Are, are, are we sure it's the best time to go physically? Like, do you have data behind that? Or is that just yeah, what you, is that just what, who well is, okay, you. first of all, who is they? It's they. They, they, it's say, it's just they, they. they say it's the best no, time ever to go. That's what they say. No, nutritionists and dietitians say, particularly if you haven't eaten before you go. Uh, you know, you're working on an empty stomach, you're burning saved up fat. Uh, it's, and, and plus it gives you a, a jolt of extra energy and bounce uh, to start your day. Like it, it really is the best time to work out is probably the second that you wake up. Not, but it's not practical for everybody and everybody can. And it's not like, oh, you went at four o'clock, you might as well have had, not, might as well not have done anything. Sort of, thing. of course not. That, that's foolish. But I just, I prefer to go earlier in the morning. So it's just, I find it's a good way to start your day and sort of like get you focused. See, I think it depends on what you're doing. Like, you don't really want to work out on an empty stomach if you're doing weights. Yeah. That's that's not a good idea at all. You need that energy. Like, if you're doing cardio, you want to be, you would prefer to be on an empty stomach just because you start burning fat over burning everything else is in your system. But, I don't know. Yeah. You, you can just wait to eat to, like, one, go run, then eat after. That works, too. Yeah, you can do that, too. And then there's your fast is more extended. There's a million different ways to do things. There's no right way, and there are, I mean, there are, I guess there are wrong ways, but there's no right way. How did we get here? Uh, Fortnite concert. I think Tim is just mad that no one invited him to attend. I don't want to attend. I've attended many things and been invited to things what, what, in my life. Have you? Have you? What was the last time you were at a concert? Was it with me in Tennessee in 2009? 
Oh boy, when was the last time I was at a concert? No, no. Since then, I'm sure. Are you sure? <laughs> it doesn't sound like you're super sure. I feel like a lot of people remember concerts. Those are pretty seminal. I do not go to concerts very often. See, now you can just uh, attend I, them online if you would like. That is ugh, no. Uh, just out of Don't, curiosity, because I know this has been in the the headlines recently. Um, like Beyonce is going to have her Coachella set on Netflix, and I've over the last couple of years, like um, Oh Hello went from Broadway to Netflix. Like, how how do you feel about that sort of thing? Like taking the concert experience or taking a theater experience and then just putting it on Netflix. Is that fine? Yeah, that is fine. Because despite my annoyance at this whole Fortnite thing, I actually really don't like concerts and really don't. I find all the crowds very like annoying and loud. So how isn't like, this Fortnite concert absolutely for you? Because it also isn't attending. Like if you have to quote attend a concert, you have to go through all the un uncomfortable irritations of getting up and going to this place around a bunch of no, people. If, if we figured out a noise. way to take the bad stuff out of the experience, the you should celebrate is, is you that. You can't get rid of it. I think you have to take the bad stuff with it. That's part of what it is. To this is why you like burnt toast. You have this weird <laughs> Irish sensibility that you have to be punished to enjoy things in life. It's fine to have fun, Tim. People can yeah, bat flip. There are part... There are... <laughs> please. There are parts of some experiences that have un that have downsides and you have to put up with and concerts are one of them. You have to listen to opening sets that you don't want to hear and go to go to somewhere before you want to go there and have to, you know, <clears throat> can't stay in your seat because people in front of you have to stand up and dance for some reason. And therefore that requires other people to stand up and like, you know, be packed into this uh, arena, cheek and jowl or outside where it could be windy or there's bugs or like all kinds of stuff. I don't know. Like, it's cool to see the, the actual set you want to see, but then like the crowds getting there and the crowds getting back, like it's, it's a whole production, which is why I was never much for concerts that way to begin with. But if you're going to go and attend a concert, then you got to put up with all this stuff. You can't just have dessert. You have to have your vegetables and your dessert, it, everything. For your meal I dealt with it. So you have to deal with it. Yes. I, I, I don't, I mean, he doesn't deal with it because he doesn't go to concerts, yeah. as he just said. So it's just all like a figment of his imagination. What was that concert? The, uh, we went to Bonnaroo in 2009. Oh, cool. So there, <laughs> I could just imagine it, it was, him at Bonnaroo. He did keep our passport safe in his money belt. So that was good. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I did. Um, but there was this thing, because uh, he wanted to go because uh, Bruce Springsteen was playing. I wanted to go because the Beastie Boys were playing. Okay. It was like the last show that the Beastie Boys ended up doing. But there was this big wall right by the main stage that everyone just went up oh. and pissed against. <laughs> so it was the pissing wall. So <laughs> by like Saturday, like there was a good moat by the pissing wall, uh -huh. but there'd be people that were too fucked up and didn't realize it. So they just walk Step all the way up and just like knee deep and piss. It was fantastic. So these oh, are, it was these are the sort of experiences that I really enjoyed about yeah. Bonnaroo. It was stomach turning. It felt for the poor guy who didn't realize that it was like halfway through of where he was and what he had done. Well, maybe he shouldn't he have like, taken oh, so much man. ecstasy. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. There's a lot, a lot of drugs floating around Bonnaroo. No. Yeah, there could, there could have not, been. Gonna, not gonna lie to you. Jeez. Apparently, someone just told me all you need is some Molly and what was it, a bubble machine? A bubble machine, and you'll have yourself a time. I can imagine. <laughs> but if you want to stay fresh, just buy a four-liter jug of water and douse yourself in it. That's how I did it. I was taking Pat. You could pay like thirty bucks for a shower. Oh, like in their thing. I mean, listen, they're trying to gouge it. How the much is a four time. liter? That probably wasn't inexpensive either. Yeah, but you could get free water, but it had like sulfur in it. 
or it smelled like sulfur. So I just filled up with that. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I had like head and shoulders and was dumping a jug of water on myself. And we were in the middle of a fucking, we were in Manchester, Tennessee. Yeah. It didn't really matter how you smelled. I was going to say, and I feel like. Fish were playing. So you can just imagine the people that showed up to yeah. see them. They probably couldn't pin down a smell on you. No, no, no. Fish, it wasn't just fish. Mull was there too. Yeah, they're, they're just like fish. Like nothing you've ever heard before. There was an actual I was, review. I was, a fish out of, I was a fish out of water in that concert. You can be sure of that. It was pretty good. It was like one of the, it was right after I had met Tim, probably like eight months before or something like that. I convinced him to come to Bonnaroo with us. Yeah, seeing Tim interact with uh, the hippie culture of Bonnaroo was kind of hilarious. Yeah. It was not dissimilar to the time Grandpa attended Woodstock. <laughs> Standing there, <laughs> waiting for Bruce Springsteen to come on. Was Bruce good, though, Tim? Was it worth it? Bruce was fantastic. Bruce was I really good. Say. I feel like he's he, usually He, he took, like, an eight-second encore. He's just like, all right, that's it. And he, like, took two steps back. He was like, I'm back! <laughs> oh, yeah, he was. he probably played for three and a half, four. It, it, that... That was excellent. And I loved that part of it. But the thing was, I had to put up with nonsense to get there. And that was all part of the experience, that it was earned in a sense. So, so you're very much about the hero's journey in a sense. So you as like, the I, hero <laughs> reached the climax of seeing Bruce Springsteen play. Yes, I had to put up with that. I had to put, because that's what I wanted. And you have to deal with the outside annoyances, like almost being kidnapped or being told that you might not be able to get on a bus because none of the seats were working or all kinds of stuff. These things happen. Look, in, in, a, in a weird way, I, fun. I respect your creed of, you know, you have to overcome things to enjoy stuff. But again, if someone's telling you, hey, we can eliminate some of these things you don't like about this, and now you can do it this way, I feel like that, that, that should be applauded. That's a good thing. Well, and a lot of it was on us, too, because we didn't figure out an exit strategy. Yeah. We flew into Nashville to go, when we got the bus to Manchester. But we were flying out of Atlanta on the way back uh, and came up with no plan to get to Atlanta. Yeah. That was the issue. We had to start a road trip. We had to start, of a, start a bit earlier, take a Greyhound bus. When the Greyhound bus showed up, the front two seats like, yeah, those seats don't work. I'm like, what do you mean the seats don't work? <laughs> I just had Waffle House. I was passed out in the uh, parking lot. It was too fucking hot, and I ate... I ordered a medium hash brown at Waffle House. Did not expect the amount of food that I was getting. Just, it, yeah. it blew my mind how much food it was. I just got back from Virginia. I miss it already. Yeah. It's, it's probably for the best. Your arteries just Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd be dead. So one thing that Garyan wanted to bring up, Tim, and this kind of goes with your, you know, aversion to concerts because they're outside, was just your railing on patios, which is just crazy. Have at it. Like, okay, so here's the scenario. It's a nice day. It's like 20 degrees. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. I'm going to say like 70, 72. 72. Shorts weather kind of thing. It's yeah. just it's getting nice out. You, know, you live somewhere where it's cold. You don't live in like Texas where if it's like July, you, you physically cannot go outside. Or Arizona, it's a bit too dry and it's 116 degrees. Yeah, don't worry. It's a dry heat. So something nice that you can just kind of go out and stroll about. You're, you want to have a drink with some friends and you can go inside the bar, outside the bar on a nice day during the summer. Who's not taking the patio in that situation? I don't know. Especially, I mean, when when this came up, it was, I think it was a couple weeks ago now, but we're talking early April. It's, the winter has dragged here in the great city of Toronto. A little bit. Um, and it was a nice day. It was like 16 degrees. It was sunny. And people were out on people patios. People were excited. Like, even I, I can't remember who brought it. A, a, a local athlete recently brought up his like, wow, people take patio season here really seriously. It's like, yeah, because we get it for three months. So you got to kind of take advantage of it. But that first day, you get excited. You want to like, I, I can understand 
maybe not wanting to sit outside in like, you know, 95 degree heat. Yeah, I'd rather sit in the AC. I can, I can, I can get behind that. But especially early in the year when you're given a nice day to sit outside and have a beer, that's, that's magical. It's beautiful. Yeah, you've been inside for six months. I just don't see where the disconnect is here with you. It just seems like you don't like being around people or being outside. So I am an indoorsman by nature. Uh, I prefer the who, indoors. Who, who thinks in a different life he could have been a farmer. Let's all remember I that. I am certain that I could have been in this life if I, if I had put my mind to it. But still can't uh, cook. So, For an indoorsman, usually they're good cooks. You're not. You just burn everything. Use a, allow me to make my Use point. a barbecue just, lighter to melt Cool Whip. Unsuccessfully, I might add. No, you were successful. Yeah, you were successful in melting it. it, not singeing it. I wanted it to look like meringue. With no, no, we, we said we said melting. I, I I know. I think Garing brings up a fair point, which is why I think it's worth you know responding uh, to what he said. Oh, thank you. Outdoors is awful. As a rule, it is loud. Let's just start it, there. It is dirty for the most part. There are flies. There are bugs. There are ambient noises. Uh, you know, drinking and eating outside, I'm constantly thinking about, oh, what if something flies into my drink? Oh, what if something falls into my drink? Oh, uh, I, 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 I didn't realize you were Howard Hughes. <laughs> no, I'm not. But like if it maybe it'll be windy. Uh, I, I don't want people walking by seeing me eat and drink because I don't like seeing people eat and drink out on patios. Like, I think that's kind of weird. Like, well, it's almost kind of like showy. I mean, like that, look, oh, look at this guy. <laughs> look, at the, look at this big fucking man having his drink and having a meal, wanting everyone to see him. What a fucking I big shot. I, I think there is something peacocky about having to be seen drinking some, you know, uh, you know, you know, some import beer on tap in front of everybody. Like, I don't know. Just that's not for me. If it was I an like import the, beer on tap, how would they know what it was? Because they're in those just glasses. be brown you know, in a glass. You know, they're all in those fancy glasses. I would prefer... Uh, <laughs> oh, I would prefer... Is it just because you can't smoke outside on patios anymore? No, oh. I would prefer to be inside in a climate-controlled atmosphere where the chairs are almost always more comfortable than the, the ones that are outside, where the tables are nicer, you're closer to the washroom, uh, you're... There's, the a, there's a perfectly good wall outside. Yeah, it's a pissing wall. You know, the, the lighting is uh, more consistent. You don't have to worry about like the sun being in somebody's eyes at the table where three people have a good glare. One person has to like, keep their sunglasses on. Like that's like, and, and that's a whole really fight. big shot. Now, look at this fucking <laughs> big deal. Where his fucking sunglasses doesn't. outside. You think you're a big uh, man? You, you think, think you're better than me? You think you're better than me, Tim? With your sunglasses? Like, and your beer in a glass? Ever since I was young, I never liked eating outside. Uh, that whole alfresco lifestyle never did it for me. I preferred to be inside where it was quieter. Uh, always found you got good service inside because you weren't like outside. I, I don't know why that was, but I was found like I got better service. Well, you never uh, go again, outside. Quote, How do you know? What do you have to compare it to? TVs, oftentimes indoors. I like to look at whatever's on TV while I'm eating or whatever. Like, so you, you want to go out to have a TV experience when you were just complaining about people going on the internet to have an experience when you no, go no, out to the patio like, to go hang with some friends and have a few brew. Also, I we feel like you haven't gone out since 1996. It's like, Oh, how are they going to get these TVs outside? Where are they going to hide the extension cables? Ah! You usually don't see TVs outside on patios, in my experience. Well, you never go out. That's why. Yeah. I just think it's a more fun experience. You know, the, 
I, it's just it, it it's better indoors where the seats are more comfortable, where the tables are cleaner, where there like where there's not a bunch of noise and there's not a lot about a bunch of people walking around and like it's distracting. And no, but those are those are the things you need to endure to enjoy your beer. If you don't endure <laughs> those things, how could you even taste the beer? If you thought that it was somehow more enjoyable to be outside, yeah, I don't think that it is. I don't necessarily see why I need to feel bad. I was like one of those kids who, if I wanted to stay inside on a summer day, I never felt bad about it. I didn't like the people who would like, oh, you wasted your day inside. Like I that made that used to hurt my feelings. Like I didn't waste my day. Be I'm happy you're reading a book. I'm happy you're reading a book inside. Then read a book you know, in run a around yeah, outside. You, you can read a book outside. Get some fresh air. Again, you people are, that is not as, what as I want As long as do. you charge your book before you go, you've got at least three yeah. or four you, you hours. You an external charger for your book. That's true, too. If you want to. Yeah. yeah. You're good to go. Look, it, I would rather stay indoors and do these things. These are what, that's what I like. And there's a lot of us who would rather stay indoors in a climate control environment, free from the elements, free from, you know, just like nature is dirty and like windy. And, and just there's lots of things that do not, uh, do not, do not endorse it. And so I, I'm not saying you shouldn't go on patios. Have have at it. I, I just said I don't like the guilt trip that many of us have to embrace, have to deal with. When you're like, oh, you don't like patios. Like there's something like wrong with your hard wiring that you don't want to be out on a patio in May. And so the whole world can see you having a beer on a patio with your friends, like in a beer commercial or something. And I'm sorry <laughs> for finding that. Uh, all that appealing. Thank you kindly. I'd rather be indoors. Well, here's the thing. Uh, this is a producer's note I got here. It's like, this patio rant just makes you sound like a gigantic pussy who doesn't like going outdoors. <laughs> well, you're like you're I'm afraid not. of outside. Oh my God, what's what's on the other side of that door? He's like that guy from The Simpsons, the agoraphobic, who Homer <laughs> ran into in the mental institution. It's like, oh, I, I just couldn't leave my house that day. Was the door locked? No, I just couldn't leave. Was there someone outside? <laughs> That's Tim. But mix yeah. it with Howard Hughes. I was going to say the Howard Hughes thing. <laughs> the only thing I that I can really get behind with Tim mm -hmm. is I don't like to necessarily have a meal outside. No, I'm, I'm with him on now, that too. appetizers, I feel like if you're going to be using a knife and fork for a meal, don't really want to do that outside. Yep. Then the stuff like the wind starts getting to yeah, me. Yeah, sure. If I'm having your beer, napkin starts like blowing yeah, into your if food. I'm, yeah. If I'm having beer, I'm having a drink. That's great. If I'm having appetizers, you got some potato skins, you got some nachos, chips and dip, whatever it might be. Just, you know, whatever. Yeah. That's great outdoor food. I don't want to have a meal outdoors. I'm on with Tim about that, but yeah, I everything that. else just seems ludicrous. I, just, I want to get some fresh air. I want to get some sun, get some vitamin D into myself. I feel better when I'm outdoors, don't you? Yeah, I, I think I think you're your problem because I I also agree in the sense that it's not nice to be be peer pressured into doing something. So I can agree with you in that. Disagree, but I think yeah, but I think that you're attributing that level of peer pressure into. This perceived arrogance of sitting outside and drinking a beer, like it's some sort of social signal. Well, it is sort of a social signal. It's like, this is not me living my best life out here having a logger on the deck with all my best friends at this patio. That like, sounds well, actually, lovely. Honestly, the way, the way that you project onto these certain things where you're just completely off base on of why people want to do it really says a lot about you. No, it doesn't. It really does. does. People are not sitting on patios because they want other people to see them on patios. They sit on the patios and have a beer with their friends because they like chatting with their friends. They like getting drunk and they like being outdoors. That's it. Oh, many of these people live in the esteems of others and are looking for an opportunity for the right shot to put up on Insta. Well, let's not fool ourselves. You're not even, as someone who's not even on Instagram, you seem <laughs> to have a whole lot of catalog knowledge about it, don't you? I know what's going on. As a maven of pop culture, I have to be aware of these sorts of things. Maven of pop culture, not on Instagram. 
I'm glad should. you brought He's up appetizers because that's also on my list of things. What? Okay. I don't understand this obsession with appetizer culture. There's people who want to go out for a meal, but all they want to get is appetizers or let's go out to, and just eat an appetizer. An appetizer is supposed to be something small you eat before you have your main meal. It's like it, there's something really bizarre about this cultural. And I think this is because millennials are lazy and don't want to stay for a full meal. They would just rather have some potato skins and then leave. Uh, but like you're well, supposed I mean, to I, have. I don't, I don't think you're. Th I mean, the appetizers that you're talking about are from like the shitty places that you go to where I like, think it's only fried food. Like, check this out. Here's what I got as my appetizer the other day. When Sam you know, and I went out. This is good for a video or audio oh, podcast that no one can see what you've got. Well, yeah, yeah, Timmy, again, I can put the picture up on the screen. Are you well, are you talking about? I'm showing. I'm telling Gary. Yeah, but I got, I got some nice flaw, and that's all we had. Just Sam and I split a flaw. We had a glass of wine. Yeah, but are are you talking about people who, instead of ordering like an appetizer and an entree, decide like, hey. Let's order like six appetizers and share some stuff because I mean that's that's yeah, great. That bothers me. Pe that, but people fantastic. just want to try. People just want to try as much of the menu as they can. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, that's a very Mediterranean way just to go yeah. eat to begin with. That's just the style that everything is served, and that you get all these like mini plates, yeah. and then you share them amongst everyone. I went to uh, Biblos the other day, and that's exactly what we did. I think we ordered like eight dishes between the four of us, and we just kind of hey, that looks good. Let me try one of that. Let me try some of that. It was fantastic. Yeah. No, I don't like that. I want my own plate of my stuff well, that I'm not sharing with anybody else. It's mine. And I want an appetizer that's mine. And then I want a dessert that's mine. You, and you, I don't you, can, you realize you can have that stuff. You can also stuff. do that. No, nothing is but stopping like people you. want to go out and they're like, oh, well, let's get a... Oh, we're back to peer pressure. pressure. Okay, yeah. When like six people say, let's just get a bunch of appetizers. And then everyone's like, oh, yeah. Oh, and it's like at that point, you're sort of like pot committed. You're like, I guess so. Okay. I guess we're going to have some... You know, matzo sticks and some. See, you, do you, you only eat at bars. Yeah, yeah you, you just you just enjoy the lowest form of appetizers of all time. Like, or have you have you have you ever have you ever been to anywhere that's not like a pub? Of course, I have. Have you? What do they have as appetizers? Then these places that are not pubs that you go to. I had ceviche once as an appetizer. It was quite good. Okay, so once you had that, what what else besides ceviche? Continue. I I, I don't know. I had oysters Rockefeller once. What's Those that? Good. You had what? I had oysters Rockefeller once. That was good. You had oysters for an appetizer. Okay. So now now we're getting somewhere. Ceviche, oysters, both those sound very delicious. What, what I would like to have getting him a second I, time? I, I, would have, I would like to have a little of one and a little of the other. Well, the next time you get the next one. This time you but get there this hasn't, one. Like, there I, hasn't been a next time for you. Do, yeah, you've been to you, two places you, in 35 years. Do you go to sleep at night rolling they, around they in bed? They don't have fried food as an appetizer. Away? Um, yeah, I just maybe it's it's a North American approach, but so what? I was born in North America. I can't help that. I sort of like having my. I don't like sharing my dish. Yeah, it just sounds like you don't like sharing in general. <laughs> yeah, <coughs> I don't think people it, it, want it, it, to it, share it, with you. Yeah, right unless, unless you're sharing your flu with everyone. I look. There are nights when I go to a restaurant and I definitely have something in mind where it's like, this is what I want. Um, that's why I'm here, and that's what I'm going to have. Yeah. But No, but there's a whole culture of people now who just get appetizers. They go to a restaurant, and it's just an there's, appetizer. It's just food. It, no, but it's not, though. Yes. What, what are you talking about? It's not a meal. It's not like people get, like, oh, three appetizers. But like, so, so if you showed up to the restaurant, and on the menu, someone had scratched out the word appetizers, it would be fine? Or sometimes it says starters. Like, it's supposed to start them. You're in a there's very, a like, specific word mood today. It's interesting. I am. I like that that words ought to mean what they say and ought to have some practical implication. 
I'm guess. just gonna have three appetizers. Okay, are you just gonna have well, some? Look, if, uh, if, some if the appetizers are like, if you to? can get to, to take it to your bar place for a second, if you can get like French onion soup, chicken wings, and then maybe some like, I don't know, like bacon wrapped Brussels sprouts or something like that. I, I actually like the bacon and Brussels sprouts. I do that a lot. You're not that. That's not a meal to you. That's that's not a soup, a main, and a vegetable. Like. How how does that not constitute a meal? It's all on one plate or something. I guess it's so. A, so if they served you on three separate plates, that doesn't count. So if, if yeah, if you just had one big plate, it would be fine. But if it's on three separate plates, it's a it's, it's no bueno one. for you. Come on, you know what I mean. I, not, I, I really, I, I really don't. This just sounds completely crazy. There's something strange about this. Ha, ha, have you ever thought that maybe it's not strange? Maybe you're strange. No, no, I'm not. No, Seymour. <laughs> it's the kids who are wrong. Like, it's just this whole appetizer culture. Just I don't understand it. Like people like live for appetizers and like they don't get the main meals. And I just, just think strange. this this goes back to your. If dislike. I owned a restaurant, you would not be able to buy an appetizer unless you got an entree to it. Okay, well that's. that's are, you, are you doing this? Are you pounding your Probably. your fist and fingers on the table? No, you're this, saying this? this is what I think it is. Though. Also, whoa, whoa, fantasy menu, Tim. What's on your menu? What do you mean, fantasy menu? Like What's you've opened a restaurant. What, what, meal? what is on your menu? What, what can I get as appetizers at your restaurant? Oh, I think the traditional fare, you know, like nachos and mozzarella sticks and like pierogies or. So, uh, so know, basically, some, the only element that people are going to have to cook plate. food at your restaurant is a deep fryer. No, a fruit plate or a cheese plate. A, I a fruit plate? Yeah, sure, you can have that. You're talking about a fruit plate. What was the last? Have you ever been anywhere that has offered a fruit plate as an appetizer? I'm sure that I like. Have. When, like when you when you walk into the supermarket and you buy one of those trays, is that what you're talking I've, about? I've I've done that. That uh, supper, I've done that sometimes. How is that? How supper? does that constitute supper? Because I just take it home and eat it by myself. So that's fine. Yeah. You buy something yeah, that you just said is an appetizer, but if you buy it and bring it home and eat it at dinner time, it's dinner to you. I didn't buy it at a restaurant off their appetizer menu. I but you just the said level of it's just crazy. It's, it's pure insanity. Because again, this is what I think it is: is you if don't I opened a restaurant, every meal would be a three course meal. But here's the There'd thing: no you would eat at your restaurant every single night. So over the course of the month or two you eat there, you would get to try everything. Where millennials like to go to different places. It's so when a, no, you go to- I, I don't even think you should categorize millennials as sure. that. People. Regular people <laughs> like to go to many different restaurants to try different things. So if you go somewhere once, realistically, you can think to yourself, I'm probably not going to be back here anytime soon because I'd like to try something different. Let me try as much of this I, menu I, as I, I can. I can't imagine. I'm, I am not wired to think that way. If I like something, I'll have it every single day or go there all the time because I like it. I don't need to try something new. I know I like that. See, these, these are not the consumers that are no. generally in the market for going out for food. It's called brand loyalty. <laughs> Some of us have it. <laughs> Just, it's so crazy. It's hey, crazy hey. to you. But no, no. I, I would like people to comment uh, on this particular topic about brand loyalty of restaurants, of places to go to. Please comment if you think that Tim is crazy, insane, crazy, insane, or he's on point with this one. Leave that I mean, you don't think there are people who are regulars, and there's a lot of people there who are oh, no. regular. Yeah, most of those. You know what? Regular is a fun word for alcoholic. 
No, that's not true. <laughs> yes, it is. Reg- regulars, when you say the word regulars, if you're all about verbiage, and this is what we're getting into, the semantics of the words, if you say the word regular, you're always saying it as it pertains to a bar, and those people sit at the bar and drink away their feelings. There are regulars of places that aren't bars. Really? I guarantee where, you, you. You guarantee me. To tell me. Please explain this. Lots of fast food restaurants where there are people who this are regular. It's not getting less sad. Yeah, this is getting even sadder. Like there, there, the, the Tim Hortons near my house, they know my order as soon as I walk That's in. That's also the door. not a restaurant. It's a coffee place. It is a restaurant. It sells food and beverages. What is, what is that but a restaurant? People used to go there all the time because they had this room, feel like a glass room where you could smoke in it. And people would just sit in the smoky room for two they hours. They had one of those, uh, is it coffee? No, not coffee time. coffee time. Yeah, coffee time, yeah. But the best part was it was in the hospital my dad worked in, <laughs> which really seemed to be missing the point. But uh, I guess it was close to a hospital in that way. So, uh, but yeah, you couldn't see through it. It was great. Yeah, I don't think that like, you want to say regulars as it pertains to fast food. No. That doesn't even make sense. That's now, I will, I, will, I will agree with you in the sense, if your point is that people have the fast food restaurant they most like to frequent. Sure. Sure. I can get behind that. But I wouldn't term that as being a regular anywhere. And if a fast food place, I mean, where we used to work at Fantasy, there was a Harvey's very close. So we go there all the time. We would go there very often. I did get to a point where I pretty much knew everyone who worked there. And you were it regular. was one of the saddest moments of my life. But have you been to a Harvey's since you left there? No. No. It was close. It, it was right next door. Yeah. So it was just a part of convenience. As it, But the local, which was com- right next door, a few of the people at Fantasy became regulars mm. at the local. Do you yeah. know what it wasn't for? Their tacos. No. <laughs> it was for their $3 beer. Yeah. And they would just spend all night there and then be really sleepy at work the next morning when they came in two hours late. Yeah. So, you're way off base. Well, I think I've won this one. <laughs> Have you? Yeah. What would we even poll this, Paul? Well, us three versus him. Us three versus him. So, raise our hand if we think that Tim won. I don't see any hands. Raise your hand if you think Tim lost. That's, that's three to nothing, Tim. You don't even get a vote on this one. That's just craziness. I got one for you. Okay. This, this is a very quick one. And sure. it, it's food related. Cold butter. What's the point? When they serve you 100% your bre- agree. When, when they serve you your bread and they bring out like a cold stick of butter, it doesn't spread well. No. I just don't get it. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. It's nonsense. I don't know why people do it. That's why, for example, I am on team margarine because it spreads. I mean, as long as the butter just isn't you frozen, just, yeah, you you're just fine. Put, it's not like you have to specially prepare the butter. You literally just put it at room temperature. <laughs> okay, but many of the restaurants that you go to they are not at room temperature, they're cold, and therefore it is impossible to spread. So I have to specifically ask for margarine if I'm looking to have a spread. When you say margarine uh, like to the servers, do they name. give you a weird look? No. Are you sure? Because that's a really bizarre way to pronounce that. Whatever. It's not a whatever. I mean, we're all, we're all about words today. I mean, if someone I said that to like me, I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What are you talking about? I actually about? like it better than butter, to be perfectly honest with you. I'm not shocked by this take. I, you know what? I, I really don't to care. Me, I was going to say. I just don't fair, care. I don't have a take you, on this. You could just give me margarine and tell me it was butter and I would believe you. Like, I, there's no real difference to me. If I'm cooking, it's a bit different. So you can believe it's not butter. I can believe it's not butter. But oh, yeah, you when go. you're cooking, like, that's, that's the only time when I think the frozen butter works out well. Like, if you're, like, we, uh, sometimes I'll make steak in a 
what they call it, the skillets, like oh, cast yeah. irons. Yeah, yeah. And iron it's good to have the frozen butter in that because it will spread mm. evenly across the bottom. Oh, I just use pan. You what? Use pan? I just use pan. Yeah, I just use pan just as well. Yeah, but you also don't use a cast iron. No, but even if I were to use a cast iron, I would use pan instead of butter. Oh, no. Yeah, but the, the butter is for the, the one who got me on the pan. I'm big on Pam. If I'm cooking in the oven, I mean, I, I, I want to cook some sweet potatoes some in the oven, put some Pam down on a piece of tinfoil so I don't have to wash the thing later. Perfect. You know, put the oil on the potatoes, throw them in, make sure the Pam doesn't stick. That's great. I, I'm all for that. Cook some eggs in a pan if you don't have one of those super as seen on TV. Gotham steel. Gotham steel. I have Gotham steel. <laughs> it still sticks. So you still have to use Pam. To make sure it doesn't stick to the bottom. All for that. If you're cooking like a steak, you want the butter as a flavor for the steak. Like it marinates yeah. in the steak as it like as it goes. Oh, I've been using Pam. <laughs> oh. That's like, I was under the impression you're supposed to, that Pam like replaces the need for butter for anything. No. Not for flavor purposes. No, but Pam is just there so it doesn't stick to the bottom of things. Now that's I'm, it. Now that's in it. my that's head, I'm, I'm seeing him like... That's the only like reason to use Pam, so it doesn't stick. In Pam. Yeah, like, I've you, done that. Oh, Tim. I've done that. I've just sprayed on the steak. Buddy. Oh, you're the one who told me it's just as good as butter, so I've been buying <laughs> oh, it. Oh, no. It's as good as butter, so it doesn't stick to the bottom of things. So instead well, no, of it's, you it's, 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 and you said not to get the cheap stuff, get the real. Well, I always get I, the real Pam. I agree. I listen. And wait, I, what I, you're, I use it as a spray what? instead of butter. I spray Pam on stuff. Mm. Not on stuff, so it doesn't stick to stuff. You told me it was a butter replacement that it was better for my health. I was like, it's okay, fine. Incredible. And so I've been buying it. I, ne I never said it was better for your health. What I said was, oh. as you'll see, some people they'll take like a a pan when, that you put in the oven mm. and they'll just smear butter on the bottom of it and then put everything on the top of it. But I yes. always, I always find that sticks. So uh, if you use like Pam and you spray it on, I find it doesn't stick. Yeah. Therefore, Pam is a lot better than butter from that move. Uh, if you buy the cheap like knockoff brand Pam, it doesn't. It it's still not sticks. Worth it, yeah. it doesn't work. So you're better off spending the extra buck to buy the Pam so it doesn't stick to the bottom. I am not advocating spraying Pam on your steak and throwing it in things. That's insane. I'm so happy this I like spray my asparagus with it. Like oh, oh no, Tim. Pepper on it. Oh, I no, like Tim. spray my veggies with it. Like I've been using it for a lot of that kind of. I was under the impression you're supposed to use that as that the purpose of Pam is like it replaced butter when you did all your cooking and stuff. This is the way I understood it from you. That's why I've been doing it this way. I feel bad that that's what you took yeah, from that I, conversation. I don't think you're at fault for assuming that this would be the result of what you said. Imagine sp spraying Pam <laughs> onto your steak. <laughs> 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 Stop laughing at me. Did <laughs> <laughs> you say it was, it was, it was lower oh. in calories and all this kind of stuff? And it, yeah, so it doesn't stick huh. to the bottom of things. And oh. when you do like when you do that sort of thing, like it, especially like if you use a, you should be like if you're ever going to cook steak on like a, a stovetop, you should be using a cast iron. That way, it contains the heat, it works well, and you should be using. Uh, I want to say Kelowna oil, but that's not true. Uh, canola oil. Kelowna. City in BC, some sort of oil, but it doesn't have the same burn temperature. So, like, it's not as smoky. Like, if you use, like, olive oil or extra virgin olive oil to yeah. put in it, uh, it'll smoke quicker. If you use canola oil, it doesn't smoke quite as quickly, so therefore you can cook it at a higher temperature. And if you use the cast iron skillet, it actually retains all the heat. You can put your butter in it. You can put your spices in it. Move it around. You don't just use some, like, $5 pan and spray Pam on your steak and fucking chuck it in. You might as well just go back to microwaving your steaks. Oh. All right. Well, I guess there was a miscommunication on both of our part here. 
I don't oh. feel like I ever communicated that to you. Yeah, I think this one's on you, Tim. Anyway, I don't know where we got on this about. Oh, yeah, about butter replacement. Yeah, no, I uh, cold butter is dumb. Oh, that is not the avenue I thought we were going to get there. You with can't that. unhear some of these things. Uh, one other quick one. Um, you know how the, I heard this? People have a problem with this Trump fella that I heard about. Yeah. I see him on the internet all the time. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Seems like a lot of fun. I think that if people just didn't read Trump's tweets in the Trump voice, which I think goes a long way to helping like his overall message, mm-hmm. that he's one of the few people that no matter what he writes, people say it in his voice, yeah. which is a huge win. As people who write for a living, oh, yeah. if people can read something in your voice, that's a big it's, win. That's and it goal. goes a long way to getting your message across. What if you just read Trump's tweets in a happy voice? Or just use a well, different sure, voice point, instead of Trump's tweet. I feel like it'd be a bit different. At one point, sad. Unfortunately, that's the thing. He writes so he writes so colorfully in his tweets. Like he really writes to his own voice. Yeah. Um, so it's it's at, tough. At one point, Randy Quaid was trying to read his tweets every time See, he that's, tweeted. That's a bad call. He needs, uh, he needs like, better and PR like in people. very strange ways. Now, Randy Quaid's a real weird fellow to begin with. And like he would like go on Twitter and like read Trump tweets in like his own voice to make it sound like it was a mystery novel or something. It was it did not work, and uh, that's part of the reason he does it anymore. See, yeah, that is true. He, he definitely isn't has his Randy own Quaid pro Trump though. Why would he be trying to do that? Didn't Randy Quaid get like kicked out of the U.S. or something like that? Wasn't he no. hiding in B.C. for a while? I don't know. Something like that. I couldn't even remember all the ins and outs of it. Just you would see it on Twitter back in the early days where like. He would like in black and white, like read out Trump tweets. Oh, okay. So before he became president, either when he just became president or like just after he won the election, something I can't remember, but he, for a stretch, he was doing that. Okay. And then it just. And also to show Tim's bias, uh, like 10 days ago or something like that, when Game of Thrones was returning, uh, Doug the Pug put out a picture of Doug dressed as Daenerys. It's like Pug of Thrones. And then Tim said it was the lamest thing of all time. Doug doesn't get pop culture. I get one from him the other day. Trump puts out a Game of Thrones tweet. Trump gets pop culture. What a great tweet. Tim, would you like to weigh I, in on I that? Meant that? I meant that in a very sarcastic way. Oh, yeah. So now that you're working oh, it backwards. Oh. So now you can read sarcasm. Interesting. No, I mean, I, I, I said that was the, the, the tweet itself was, was sort of silly. And I was saying, oh, he gets pop culture. I was saying it very tongue in cheek. Uh, Doug doesn't get pop culture, but Doug, uh, that whole pugger of dragons tweet was was very late. You know, any attempt to like impersonate Game of Thrones, no matter whether you're the president or you're a dog whose 15 minutes of fame is up, uh, I don't find that. You know, be, that, uh, that normal spectrum. Yeah, I guess so. Tim's very pumped that Green Acres is coming back to TV, his favorite show of all time. I thought if, like, they, if, they really, if they really want ratings, they should kill the pig and replace it with Doug the Pug. Arnold Ziffel is perhaps the most charming animal in the history of television. That pig was not just the type of pig where people would like copy off his answers in school because he was really smart, but he also like used to win contests all the time. Like he was a very, very good pig. I'm so he had his own paper route. Tim's jealous of the pig. Yeah. Arnold Ziffel lived, you know, you talk about people living their best life. That's a pig that lived his best life. It's a fictional character. So what? Doug's not. Doug's a real person. He's a New York Times bestseller. So you say. I, I mean, so the New York Times says. Yeah. Is, are you just mad because you won't make as much in one lifetime as Doug makes in one year? <laughs> no, I'm not. I mean, I am. Think about not just 
Think about your. I'm not as obsessed with these things as you are. Your salary per year versus his salary per dog year. Or per per Instagram post. Oof. I heard he gets paid around fifteen thousand dollars per Instagram post. I mean, he is an influencer. Oh, yeah. why? So we can see him dress up like Dumbo. Like, who's paying money for that? Dumbo, the movie. They'll give Doug fifteen thousand well, dollars to do that. They could use it because that movie looked like trash. You well, didn't even see it. Plus, Tim Burton. Uh, did I, did you, don't not exactly pumping out the hits lately. Don't all these live-action Disney movies look like trash? I don't no. know. People are pretty stoked for but Aladdin. Dumbo, like Dumbo, like spent a ton of money, uh, like to make that movie. I, oh, I, sure, I that think... that flopped. I think their mistake was going to like, Tim Burton. Like the ears. Oh. I bet you'll do Gangbusters and like China. Yeah, no, Jung- Jungle Book was really good. Uh, Lion, I can't Lion King's gonna make a billion dollars. I don't know. I I doubt it'll be any good. I don't know why Disney I'll never is- see it, but I'll assume it's not good and move on my way. Right? And they're not even picking the good movies. Like, you want to pick a good live-action Disney movie, you just like the Great Mouse Detectives. That would be fun. That I'd go see. What is that? I, I look, look, look it's, a, it's, it's a very, like it's, it's, it's a good movie. It's a very nice Disney movie. It's certainly not in the upper echelon of Disney movies. It's like Disney's Sherlock, uh, Sherlock Holmes with like Vincent Price plays the Professor Moriarty character feel like they really maxed out their mouse budget on Stuart Little. And then since then, it's just that we've been out. Didn't they try to do like a live action Elvin and the Chipmunks? Oh, was, there's been a couple of those. Wasn't that a thing? There's been... Did they really? I think they may have made those? that movie. Oh, wow. I think that movie got made. I remember there was one called The, the Squeakwool. Oh. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That sounds like something Tim would come up If Tim had come up with it, the most <laughs> clever line what of all time. clever line. All right, what else you got, Tim? Uh... Well, we have, I have a couple of things. I don't know which ones you want to go through. Just pick one. How about that? Well, I mean, like, is there any point? I wrote this down weeks ago. Is there any point really in rehashing the phone debacle? Probably not. Did you did, Garion doesn't know about this. So please, enlighten Garion. Uh, towards the, uh, but a month and a half or two months ago, I decided that it was time for me to upgrade my phone. Perfect. I love where this so, is going. So I had been putting it off for a long time because I knew the second I bought a new phone, second I embraced this type of change, mm. something disastrous was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I put it off and put it off and put it off. But it got to the point where my battery life was very inconsistent. It didn't last very well. Uh, the phone was old. It needed, I needed to make a change. So eventually I bit the bullet, bought a new phone. And I asked the person at the, at the kiosk, like the store that was setting it up for me to make sure that I didn't have to do anything. This would all like transfer over. But I had a phone number with an area code that is no longer the area code I was in. And it seemed to me after a year and a half, it was time to change my phone number. So I did. But so I changed my phone number. And then hold on, I got the hold, phone. Hold on one second. Just stop the story right there. Gary, yes. I'll throw this to you. Where do you envision a problem occurring here? <clears throat> it's interesting because initially I thought it was just going to be something to do with getting like locked out of his own phone or something along those lines. I'm not quite sure. All right, so you're curious. Tim, yeah. continue. So I changed the phone number and I've got the phone. It's working okay. Try to get into my apps. Try to get into Twitter. It asked me to put in my password. Now, I haven't put in my Twitter password in a, a, a lifetime. So I said, you know what? Never mind. I'll just change my password because I don't know it. So I put it in to change my password. And it says, okay, it's going to send a verification uh, for you to bring a new password. Well, the verification is going to my old phone number. 
Yep. I thought it would go to my email. No, no, no. We went to my old phone number. And so I tried to cancel the password change, but that, that wouldn't work. I tried to put them, I went back in and tried to like cancel it. No, your password, because I requested a password change, I couldn't go back from it. And I couldn't access the code to get into my Twitter account because I changed my phone number. So at this point, I was panicked. I was like, okay, what am I going to do? I can't access these codes. They keep sending them to me and I can't get it. So I start telling the uh, the, the guys through text message what's going on. And they're and like, we oh, like, remember who you'll this? figure this out. How hard can this be? Obviously, there's a quick fix. Well, I went on Google and I went everywhere and it was clear that there was no quick fix to this. So then- so what? Myself and Butts both went on Google just to make sure that Tim didn't just not look Overlook in the right place. Something. He was absolutely right on this one. Like, yeah. If this happens to you, you're kind of fucked. So yeah, I, I didn't know who I would call. Well, I called yeah. my phone company and said, listen, about an hour ago, I changed my phone number. But I'm locked out of and not just Twitter. I'm out of Facebook, all these other apps. I can't get into them because they're all, I tried to change the passwords and they're all going to my old phone number. So I had to agree. They had I had to call them, get on the phone with them, and get them to change my phone number back to the old number just for an hour, so that I could get the password codes, write down what my new passwords were, and then switch back to the phone number that I had switched to before. It was a very, very, and this is this is why I do not embrace change. This is why I knew something bad would happen the second I went after this phone. That some disaster would beset me that I couldn't anticipate. I didn't know what it was but it was something and it was very, very stressful. Then I went home and tried to sync my phone up to my computer, but I hadn't like synced my phone up to my computer in years. So when I clicked like sync up, it what, do you, what do you think is going to happen? It went back to like 2014 and deleted all the photos I had on my phone from like 2014 through present. And I couldn't get them back because I'd already synced my phone to go back to those. So it, 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 it was, it was a tangle. If you just use Instagram, all your photos would have been saved there. Yeah. It's one of the bene benefits of Instagram. It just saves all the photos that you want to save. Uh, also, how much did it cost you to change your number back for that hour? It, it was, there was a fee. How much? doesn't matter how much. I don't want to get into it. Other than, believe me, there, there almost isn't a price that I wouldn't have paid to get my Twitter account. You would have to start I have from a scratch. Lot of time Zero in followers. Well, I have put... A lot of time and effort. He's got like eight the most accounts to choose from. That's true. You tell me you didn't know the passwords to any of your accounts? Yeah, but you would have been locked out because of the phone. Oh, that's true. My, I guess my whole question is, why did you feel the need to change your phone number? Because my area code was no longer area, the area codes code don't mean anything anymore. Though. Well, they do when you have people, like I have grandmothers who would like to call me on my phone and I don't want them so, having to call me long distance. On is, my cell phone. is that even long distance anymore? I thought it was like nationwide, like fine yeah, at this point. Essentially, any plan you have is like Canada wide. You can call anywhere for well, free. Many, these, many older people and people I know don't have any of these sorts of plans. All they have are home phones. And yeah, but even home phones, it, it, it's the same on home phones. I didn't want an area code that I no longer was in. I wanted the area so, code. So I so these these superficial reasons that Tim's talking about costing people more money because of long distance aren't even real. Tim just wanted well, no, a new I phone. I'm concerned about that too. That, that, that but that's not but that's not a thing anymore. That went away like five years ago. I was not discouraged in any way from doing this by the people who were at the store. I felt like I needed a new number. I don't regret changing my number. I regret not knowing that my pa that I didn't know my passwords. But that will never happen again because I wrote those down. You don't have your passwords written down somewhere? No, I don't. I had used to, I'm pretty good at memorizing them, but then I hadn't used some of these in so long. If that you're I that, 
I'll, I'll, I'll throw this out here to you, and you should really go change your passwords. But if you have the ability to memorize most of your passwords, they are not strong enough and can be breached. I don't know. I use pretty obscure ones that people wouldn't guess. I mean, it's not about people can't guess them. It's about someone putting in like some sort of like algorithm to guess all the choices. Many of them are like characters from old 60s and 70s sitcoms that yeah. nobody would y- You know what you want? Weird symbols and numbers and weird uppercase and lowercase letters that don't correspond to one another. That's what you want. You know when they give you those temp passwords for things and they're always like the most ridiculous yeah. thing that you can those never are memorize? Ones, those yeah. are the effective passwords you want to have. Okay, well, those aren't the passwords I have. If Tim had a lot, I'm going to go type in like Laverne87 into Tim's, all of Tim's Twitter accounts and see what pops up. You just hear him typing in the background, trying to change his passwords right now. If he had online banking, everyone could see all his money, but he doesn't have it. He's out thinking the system. I've got a couple, I've got a couple people in my immediate life who distrust online banking. I have online it, banking. I don't make me, it, it, but I have it. It amuses me to no extent. My grandma has online banking. It's like all I about it, but it. I prefer I have, to go to the bank. I have people where it's like, I'll send you an, an e-transfer. Like, oh no, I don't do e-transfers. Like, what are you talking about? I can accept them on my phone. Yeah. If they have my phone number, it just gets sent right to me. I'm like, boom, it's in my account. Let's go. Sam has a thing where just like, you take a oh, picture yeah, of the, the check and just deposit it into your account. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that at all. I have to say, I have all the things like that one, like, Royals me the that, most. That's where you draw the line. Uh, but who do, who doesn't like that? That saves you a trip from having to go to the bank. No, but like the, the the check is supposed to be looked at and endorsed and then given back to the person after they've endorsed to reconcile for their checkbook. The fuck are you talking what about? What are you talking about? Do you take every check to a teller? Yes, every time, every single time, without exception. I mean, with this much time on your hands, I don't see how you don't go outdoors more often. <laughs> The amount of time I spend banking isn't all that great. It's not like I'm spending a ton of time doing this. It just sounds like you're wasting your time going to the bank when this could be solved for you. And, you, and as someone who hates leaving your house, you can do all of this from your yeah. house. Again, I dispute that as well. It's not that I, I, I do like leaving my house. You my just house. referred to yourself as an endorsement. Just because I'm indoors doesn't mean I'm indoors my own house. I like to be indoors at other places. So you have like a series of tunnels where you get to these no. other places? Are you a moleman? <laughs> oh. No. But like... Outdoors is fine in moderation. I don't mind. Like, I like playing golf. Uh, you know, I like, you know, walking near a he beach al- sometimes. He also doesn't think you should drink on the golf course. Out of what respect? I don't, I don't the like... The integrity of your back nine now, score? It, it's how Tim gets his exercise, and drinking and exercise should not be mixed together. I Who believe that? And it's just like, I find I don't play as sharply. I'm not saying other people shouldn't. I'm just saying I don't. I don't like drinking on the golf course. I prefer to just play. Seems because strange. you have to drive a golf cart and you shouldn't mix alcohol and driving. Well, I feel very strongly about that too. I just well, don't in like general sense, I agree, but no, not hey, when it comes listen, to golf carts. A, a, a golf course is the one place you can get away drinking and driving. It's true. That's it. I just don't usually. I don't like to drink when I play golf. I, I will, uh, but I mean, I don't like to drink a lot of things. I'm the type of person I'd rather have a Coca Cola over a beer in almost every situation. I, don't, I would say the only the only scenario where I wouldn't drink as I was playing golf is, and I'm a terrible golfer so this would never happen but if i started around exceedingly well and i was like wow i kind of want to see where this goes maybe i wouldn't drink but even by hole 13 in that scenario i'd be like you know it'd be good right now a beer because i'm outside yeah i'm hanging i'm doing something leisurely yeah bottled water is not just as good by the way sure it is a bottle of water or a gatorade or a coca-cola is just as good oh 
Did you ever go to a party in high school where there was no booze? This came up with Tim the other day. Hmm. As he referred to that there were parties in high school, then there were alcohol parties in high school. And it was yeah, my... Yeah, I never got it. I never went to the alcohol parties. I'll, I'll I went, say this. And, and, but, I, but my whole thing was that there were no such thing as alcohol parties. There, there were just, just parties. Um, my high school was very strange in the sense that... You were in attendance? Well, sure. Um, no, but we had, a, we had a very heavy, like... He's cracking himself up. Yeah, I know. We had a very heavy, like, East Indian um, and Korean and Asian American presence in our school. Or Asian Canadian. Asian Canadian, I guess, in this sense. Um, so there weren't a lot of, like... So people from cultures where drinking's not a big thing? Yeah, and where parental supervision is a lot, a lot more tight. Okay. Um, so we didn't have a lot of, like, so-and-so's parents are away this weekend kind of opportunities. Also, everyone lived in a townhouse, so it's not like anyone had a huge backyard. Like, we're talking about Scarborough here. Um, so what did you do at parties in high school? I'd say we didn't really have many parties until graduation year when everyone... Then, yeah, there was no party that didn't have alcohol. Um, but there weren't a lot of, like... Yeah, there weren't a lot of, hey, everyone's going to so-and-so house on a Saturday. That was my things. experience, too, that going to high school. There were very few, like, people saying, oh, let's get together and have a party. Like, it happened on occasion. But parties just weren't a thing in our, in our day. But I want to hear about these... So you guys would just hang out in somebody's basement... And what, eat yeah, Cheetos like and watch the, the news? Like you watch TV or a movie or like chat or hang out or whatever. Like well, what, drink. what What? to you defines a party? Because I would hang out with like seven or eight friends. And still usually we were drinking, but there were there were occasions where, yeah, we were just hanging out watching a movie or something, but that's not a party. I, I guess that's what I would, con- I guess I wouldn't constitute really as a party then. Just hanging out. Like, I, I guess I called it that because we went to somebody's house like if somebody was away or whatever. Like somebody's parents were away, but... There was no drinking. Like we were underage. Well, why would we, why would we be drinking? I would say if you're not inviting anyone outside of your immediate group of friends, that is not a party. That is just hanging out. Potentially. That's a fair, I, interesting. But even then, I guess it depends how big your. I, I guess it depends. I mean, I feel like but Paul and I had a very similar experience. But we both grew up in like subdivisions, kind of. Paul, you yeah. grew up in a subdivision, right? Train tracks and drank, yeah. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, it's the thing we didn't really have. I used we to didn't have shit fields. Like that all the time. I God, I would have killed. Oh, for field a field. parties? You start yeah. a big bonfire and everyone yeah. just gets wasted. Didn't yeah, have fields. So yeah, I mean, we I, also I, I, also I, I, very early on when I was in uh, when I was in fifth grade, we had like we were one of five feeder schools that went to the same high school, um, and somebody brought a golf club to the high school during a dance and cool. like kicked the shit out of a couple people. Oh, so it wasn't like I'm Tiger Woods. No. Um. Well, maybe. Um. So. I remember being in fifth grade and hearing that dances at the high school I was going to go to had been banned. Banned. Forever. For life. So we never we never had, like, the social functions at a school that could lead to, like, hey, we're all going here after this thing to go drink. Oh. We didn't have those. So we used to just, we used to have a party before, like, high school dances. Yeah, Until so we just stopped going completely. Yeah, but. Stayed wherever we were. There, there were never functions at my high school that would, like, lead to that kind of thing. It was okay. a very strange high school. And so everyone just smoking weed the entire time? Not even that much. Weed. There were the there were the burnout white kids, in the tech hallway. In the tech I, hallway. That was where the auto shop was. Uh-huh. But uh, auto shop. Yeah, it's a weird school. Way different high school. Weird school. Which is so. My experience is, is relatively similar to Gary and Sam. Like I'm sure there were these Tim, alcohol. Tim, Tim went to a school where there was like a massive drug epidemic and they had lockdowns. We we also we had two lockdowns. See, we never we never had a lockdown. Yeah. One time a kid spray painted his paintball gun black. And uh, everyone thought it was a... Anyway, it wasn't until about college that I started you know, seeing and going to parties where people drank. And I think that's actually a very common experience. Oh, I don't 
know. About I think that. it's I again. I think <clears throat> I think the more like in a city you grow up, it might just be less and less due to opportunity. But that's that's just my own personal experience. Well, from the people that I know that like grew up in like Toronto proper, and even like where we're from in Halifax, like in the actual city, not the suburbs, bigger drug problems. I not, can see not that. real big drinkers. I can see real that. into drugs. Yeah. So that's how you kind of get around it. You know, you don't have like a 12 pack with you or a six pack that you're bringing everywhere. Just, you know, you start smoking some joints. That's a gateway drug, Gary. That's true. You, you don't get into the harder stuff. Pull things around. Yeah. You can just put that in your pocket and move on your way. Uh, one more thing. We got time for one more thing, Tim. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I will talk about this because it was outraging me during the NCAA tournament, which was orange vanilla Coke. Uh, where do I begin? First, there's this whole like nonsense lie they were telling during the broadcast that it was their first new Coke flavor in 12 years. And we all know that isn't true. But it is the, new, you, it is the new... When was the last time they had a new Coke flavor? That, yeah, but there's... There's, there's the... the those they Coke brought machines, in, they have like so many flavors. Well, this they're, all exactly, old, they're all Diet Coke. They have been pushing for the, all oh, these different flavors. I guess Cokes. that's true. No, they've, the been, they've, they've been pushing Diet Cokes. No, well, the Diet Cokes actually come bottled in these flavors. But all those Coke machines... You've got blueberry Coke and peach Coke and raspberry Coke. No, I think Coke. I think Pat's right. I think you I can think only those get those, those diet, in diet flavors. flavors. Yeah, I think no, only... no, no. You can get them in regular or diet. You can get regular raspberry Coke. Like two summers ago, they had it out. Like, don't tell me that orange vanilla Coke is like the first one they've had in oh, your cool. second. Like, nobody wants this. Nobody wants a creamsicle in the middle of their Coke. That sounds terrible. Like, who thought this was a good idea to market it? Like, it all goes back to I don't know what Coca Cola is doing. The fans Making want a lot of money. Yeah, pro profits are up. Stock is up ever since they released those new Diet Coke flavors nobody that you hate so much. When you say okay, all. when you say nobody, who are you Coke also like the who who th who thinks that this is a good idea? As if Coke doesn't have one of probably the three biggest marketing teams in the entire world, and also made one of the biggest, probably the biggest marketing mistake of all, and time. rebounded from it beautifully by just it undoing took them the mistake. A long time to rebound from it. It took them a lot of work and a lot of effort to rebound. So, well, so, we're so, still talking about Coke. So, I think they did so, okay. okay. Let me ask you: So, is Coke a good company or a bad company? They make a great product, but sometimes I think they overthink what they've got. They have the world's best soft drink, and they like to they feel like they need to monkey around with it all the time. Well, why don't Why don't you put your money where your mouth is and ban yourself, go on a Coke boycott for a year, and only drink Pepsi? I would not do that. That Pepsi is. Well, I feel like you don't really care, then. Yeah, he doesn't really care. It's just something. I'm just saying. I wish about. that they would stop but, playing but, but around. Sto stock is up. Everyone loves these diet coke flavors. They've even introduced even more of them because, I mean, people aren't smart. They know they should live healthier, but they're not too smart about it. So they're like, you know, the healthy choice I'm gonna make. I'll drink. I'll drink diet coke. It's healthy for me. That's something like Tim would think. Uh, and they're like, healthier. not for your brain. It's also not healthy. Yeah, I'll see, yeah, sure. that's true. And something isn't like. If one thing is horrible for you, and the other thing is just merely bad for you, branding it as healthier is something Coke does. And if you're talking about in terms Again, of actual fantastic health. fantastic marketing team. Sure, it's working on Tim already. It is healthier. It's not healthier. First, it's, it's called it's, diet. It's bad. Secondly, it has no calories and no sugar. To quote Mr. Donald Trump, I've never seen a skinny person drink a Diet Coke. <laughs> the, man, the man gets some things right. He, he, he nailed that one. Yep. Like, it's just, just drink water. Like like Tim said, drink some water. Yeah. He doesn't want to no, go to a golf course and drink a beer. You don't want, don't want to drink a beer at a golf course. You know what's the same as Coke water. It's a lot, and that is healthy for you.
It hydrates you. It doesn't dehydrate you. It's not adding in extra sugars or aspartame. So it's like, oh, it's sugar-free. It's full of aspartame. Mm-hmm. Great. Fantastic. But it's sugar-free. And calorie-free. They have to replace that with good. something, Tim. <laughs> or else it's just dye. Yeah. The Syrup is, and dye. The fans of the product like it the way it is and don't need all these well, bells and whistles. you can still buy regular like, Yeah, Coke. you can it's still just like, drink the Coke. It's not like they're eliminating original Coke to give you orange vanilla Coke. But I now, just, do you do I you not like cherry way. Coke or vanilla Coke? No, I don't. I never did. I say I'm not a fan either. I, I can enjoy a nice can of Coca Cola every now and then. Yeah, I enjoy it every but, once but, and again. But I'm not like stressing my days out because they released another kind of Coke. What, what am I gonna? Who would want well, this? I don't want this. No one wants how it. Much, it's an outrage. How much it Coke do you drink in a week? Like as a makes me feel like as a fan. That what I'm drinking isn't good you enough. Can't be a fan of a have- soft drink. Oh no, that's not true. Cust is one of those weirdos. Like you might as well just be like Japanese or something like this. But he has a whole bunch of like Coke memorabilia. What a weirdo! I have a friend whose dad. I is have like a that. can of Coke, Coke from the 1992 yeah. Toronto Blue Jays winning the I World have, Series. I actually have that in too. Mint condition inside a Ziploc bag in- that hasn't left that bag since they won that World Series and got that can. And one Why day is that is going to be worth a Ziploc. Uh, yeah. Also, we we looked up the prices of the stuff that he has. It's worth like an additional ten cents. It's worth the deposit of the can. Yeah. See, here's the problem with because I I feel like Tim maybe grew up with the same uh, sensibility as like my dad instilled in me at the same time, but they're the past generation had just gotten off of like everything that there was their theirs as a child suddenly became super valuable, but then their generation completely mass produced it all. Like my dad just to buy me baseball cards. I'm like, hey, keep these in good condition. Hang on to them. Not worth Not knowing that from 1987 to 1994, every single card ever produced was, you know, there's millions of them out there. Nothing's worth anything. Oh, hang on to those McDonald's toys. They'll be worth something. No, they won't. What I, are you I talking have about? the entire first edition of Pog. I still have it. With the slammers? Not worth shit. Yeah. I have like crazy bones. I have been keeping this glass from McDonald's, this this, uh, glass mug from Batman Returns in like perfect shape since it came out, thinking that one day it would be worth something. You're telling me that's not going to be valuable? Yes, I'm telling you that's absolutely worthless. Oh, I don't agree. You'd be be better smashing the glass and then stabbing yourself with it. No. (laughs) That would be more valuable. That's foolish. What, what oh. do you What do you think the stuff's going to be worth? Like, I don't know. At, 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 like, at its peak, let's say everything just works out how you think it's going to work out. Your McDonald's Batman Returns glass that you've had since 1991. What's the peak that you think you'll sell this for? I have always had a dream of going. Can on you please tell me what you think it would sell and for? Antique Roadshow and bringing in one of my goods and having the appraiser say, "Well." you would be surprised just how valuable this is. And then giving me like some huge number and it like being a big deal. So, what, so what's what's the number? Quit dodging the question. What do you think that will sell for? I don't know. I think in like 40, 50 years, that could be worth a couple thousand bucks. I mean, that's not the craziest thing he could have said, but I still think it's pretty crazy. If that was ever worth more than $100, I'd be stunned. See, that's and, now, and now you've just had this fucking glass yeah. in your house for 50 years, like a lunatic. Get a hundred bucks, yeah. Well, that's, I think... Like when I, if when you would I just had, if you would just use the one dollar that it cost and put it in the stock market in 1991, it would be worth more. Yeah, but when I had to move out of my mom's place, she was also moving out, so I had to get rid of tons of my stuff. And then I was living with our mutual friend Eric, Eric, for, for a long time. When I had to move out of that place, which had a bunch of storage because it was kind of like midtown, not downtown, mm-hmm. moved in with my girlfriend. Had to get rid of even more of the stuff that I'd had to get rid of the first time. 
I don't have a ton of stuff anymore. Yeah, all my and, stuff's on like the walls behind us. And it's, it's all the stuff that I've yeah through seventeen moves. That's just what I've kept at this point. My Eric and our furniture was Pat's furniture for mm-hmm. a very long time because you were just like, eh, I got, I can't use this yeah. furniture anymore. And what that's are the do thing. With this chair. You start realizing very quickly when you have to make decisions about what you're keeping, really how much those McDonald's collectibles are uh, <laughs> are, are sitting in your mind. So uh, oh, yeah. I could never part with those. You're gonna be on. You're never gonna be on antiques roadshow. Oh, you're gonna like, be on fucking hoarders. Someone is gonna offer him five thousand dollars for this glass, but it'll be too emotionally attached to it to give it away. <laughs> it would be hard to get rid of it. Do you like use it to drink out of? Okay. Oh heavens! No. I want it. In, I want it in pristine condition. For what? For when he doesn't sell. For when it. you don't sell it for nothing. I, just, I, I don't. I want it in perfect condition. Why though? Well, if I ever did sell it, or but like you're just you're basically it. just talking about how you're not going to sell it, or it could be an inheritance for somebody, or <laughs> this is what's going to happen. You're going to die from drinking eight coke a day, and all of a sudden I'm going to be left a Batman Returns glass. That's what you're going to bequeath to me. I'm not Cam. Like Cam used to tell us, he used to get up in the middle of the night just to open well, up the can. Yeah, of coke yeah. This yeah. Which gets back to my point. How many cokes do would you say you drink in a week? Oh, in a week? Oh, one or two. Okay. Oh, so then what do you even care about Coke? Because it's because I love it and I have a deep affinity for it and I don't like you know, you know, you know what? It doesn't sound like you like it very much. You know who used to drink eight cans of Coke a day at the office? Cam Stewart. He would even drink he would even drink other people's cans of Coke if they had walked away from their desk. He'd just go over, take it, and drink it. He wasn't brand specific though. I remember he would buy the the little Pepsi's too. He preferred Coke, but if Pepsi was on sale, he'd get Pepsi. Because he had the little cans, he knew the exact amount of time you could leave them in the freezer so they get a nice pop. Or if I had like if I had like a a large (laughs) coffee and I had half drank my coffee and walked away from my desk to use the bathroom, I'd come back and cam it drank the rest. Actually, uh, Dagan. Uh, shouts to uh, Dagan, who used who is still the cameraman, I believe, for Tim Tim and Sid. Uh, daggers. I remember uh, Daggers gave me a ride one day back when we were doing uh, the tennis tournament, which is way up in York. And uh, I'm no longer allowed there. <laughs> is that the <laughs> tournament with uh, Serena Williams? What happens if it's windy? Yeah, that, that is the one. That's the one. Um, so actually, that's where I met Pat, I think. <laughs> but um, he was telling me about how he and his wife collect like the Coke points and how many Coke points they had. And it was boggling. My, like he was, it's like, yeah, we probably go through like four or five, two liters a day. That's so much and, coke. And Dagan, it's weird. He doesn't look like the greatest athlete you'd ever he's met. He's an amazing athlete. He's an amazing athlete. I believe athlete. he's in the Ontario Hall of Fame for athletics. Yeah. Sometimes when you're just a great athlete, you have good genes. Yeah. Tim's but, uh, not, not, not in any no. athletic Hall of Fame no. here. But I remember that, I that shocked me a little bit. Yeah. Guy was like 40 and the fastest the man on earth. The fastest guy I think I've ever met. Yeah, great. great. I think you mean my Coke rewards. I believe that's what they called them. Do you, do you even collect those with all this Coke you're drinking? Uh, no, not anymore. I don't think they still exist anymore. Poor, poor Paul is just falling asleep behind the uh, behind the board here. We're, apparently, we're losing him talking about this Coke stuff. That's fair. Uh, do I have well, anything else? Oh, I was about. I was watching a, an episode of Frasier recently, and Martin, Frasier's dad, uh, was freaking out because Frasier threw out his TV guide and he said, that's how he plans his week, around his TV guide. Just made me think of Tim. Did that come the before Tim. or after the Seinfeld episode about that very thing? Maybe I was watching, maybe, no. Probably before. Uh, no, no, well, Jerry, well, sorry, uh, not Jerry, sorry. George's father's problem was that he had every single version of TV right. guide. Right, okay. Back to like 1954 or something. And so by them taking that TV guide, it ruined his collection. 
But the way that I was thinking about this with Tim is that Tim was kind of like a 75-year-old man in 1995. Yeah. See, that's like Tim's that's, demographic. Yeah, sure. Oh, when I was young, the TV guide was great. I used to like get the TV guide, get out my you pen. Would, you would still use it right now. And I would circle the programs that I was going to watch. So I got Tim hates patios and sunlight. Um, is there anything more pathetic than seeing people post about vacation countdowns on social media? Like how awful oh. is your, how awful is oh. your life? Oh, what like Jamaica in fifty seven oh, days? Yes, like yeah. yeah, your life sucks. We know. I don't even like vacations that much to begin with. <laughs> that doesn't. Sh no one is shocked by that. Yeah. Let alone other people's vacations. I don't care that other people go on vacation. Just when you're giving me a countdown to the days when That's you're going right. on like a a three-star resort in Jamaica, like I'm go, go on your three-star resort. It sounds like fun, but like, don't be the most excited yeah. about it. Show me a picture yeah, when let's you're there. Clarify. Like, it's fine. You want to go on vacation. That's great. If you join vacations, that's for you. Go ahead and have fun. But like, I'm not a big lover of vacations. And yeah, I'm not a lover. Cause you're going to, like, to a hot place to sit outside and drink. So we've got that yeah, covered. I, I, I like use those a couple of times. I've been to those resorts down South and I, I just prefer to stay in my room or like whatever. You just got back from one. How fun is it to be out playing like beach volleyball and getting wasted? It's great. Getting a good burn on. It's very fun. Especially when it's like no, minus 50 I'm... here. Tim, when was the last time you went down south? 15, 20 years ago? 2008, when I had that hat. Oh, you're going down south hat. Yes, when I had that AKA hat. AKA your that... drug kingpin hat. Maybe I'll throw I want to say 2008. Oh, simpler time. So yeah, you'd have more fun 10 years later. No, I don't think I would. Like... I don't like going places a lot, like leaving on travels. Like really I find the, like uh, the connecting I'll fabric of this episode, I think I'll agree to like go on a trip somewhere. And like, as sooner it approaches, I'm like, Oh man, I got to leave for a whole week. And it's so like, you, you should do these social media countdowns, like how pissed you are about going on vacation in 41 days. I just find the grid of my life is narrowing and I'm pretty comfortable with that. I don't know. All you need to do is get woke and start living a little Tim. Start living yeah. a little. Work on I, that for I, next I do time. Live my, I do live my best life. You live you your li truth. You live your truth. You live your truth. We know that. You do not live your best life. I, I do. You don't. Anyway, that will do it on this edition of Cust Corner. Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States, but it's Cuss Conan, it's Cuss Conan, Cuss Conan, hee 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 people aren't really calling it that. That's what I'm calling it. And I title, and I title all the shows. In fact, this is Cuss Corner 19. Maybe we'll have to do an all-viewer all question episode for number 20. Although I'm trying <laughs> to get... We, we were, you 20, should. 20 viewer questions for Cuss Corner 20? Yeah, that would be like a 20-hour show. Yeah. Remember, there's supposed to be like an Ask Tim show or segment. You mean Dear like, You mean Dear Custy? Which never has materialized. Well, I, 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 I got like 30 questions. And like one of them were like along the lines of what I was looking for. The rest of them were like, who should I start this week? Yeah. Well, well I think you tried that during football season, though, didn't you? It just, yeah. people missed the point. Yeah. What we should do for the next corner, being the 20th anniversary, 20th corner, uh, it should be a viewer request show. Should, people should write in questions. And quick hitters, if at all possible, and we should answer them. That would be fun. It'd be fun. <laughs> For 19 episodes, I gave the people my thoughts. Here's my on, joining the athletic. <laughs> uh, on uh, you know, on popular culture and the like. Well, perhaps the, the the fans have questions, and so I would be happy to field some questions. 
uh, for the 20th episode. Maybe we'll get that out there. Maybe we'll make it the 21st episode. We'll see. But I do want to thank Garion for being on the show today. You can follow Garion on Twitter at Garion Thorn. It's true. You don't have cool intro music, though. I don't. One that, one that whenever it plays at a sporting event, people text you. It's the Tim Andercuss song. That, they don't just text me. Now they tweet me on mass. Oh, they tweet you on mass. So I would like to thank for being on the line. And remember to text or tweet him whenever you hear it. It is Tim Andercuss. Tim Andercuss. It's not my name. But you do love, you love that you have a theme song. Don't lie. No, I really don't need a theme song or want. I never asked for it. You told me to use Pam. I can't oh believe you're hanging you out to dry like this. I'm not hanging you out to dry. I told you to use Pam so stuff doesn't stick to the pan, Tim. Said, don't use butter anymore. Use Pam. It's, because, it's do you know why I told you not to use butter? Because you were cooking potatoes in the oven and you took out a stick of butter. In fact, it may have even been margarine at that point, And you just smeared it on the bottom of the pan. Yes, I was doing that. Yeah, and everything stuck to the bottom of it. I told you if you don't want stuff to stick, then all of a sudden you should just use some Pam. Then it won't stick. And now you're using it to like use it as cooking oil. So, so when you don't cook with butter, cook with Pam. And I took that to mean. When you put the Pam on the steak, just because you can't decipher what things actually mean is not my fault. It makes you seem very insane. Did you never? Did you never notice there was no flavor? Cause corner.